Welcome to the Life in the Fast Lane podcast. My name is Kyle Parks. I am the what we call CTO here, Chief Talking Officer Inside Joke. Um, and I am proud to introduce uh, Nick Carlson with Dawson Manufacturing, formerly owned uh, Laser Cut Landscaping. Um, and we're just here to talk about life experiences and everything from in between business and just general life of the family. Absolutely. So guys, welcome. Uh, I'm Nick Carlson, your CEO, and uh, welcome to our Life in the Fast Lane podcast. Yeah, I'm excited. This will be a fun journey. Dude, this is going to be sick because I I get very much involved with a lot of these other podcasts, and I have a really good time. And to have our own platform uh, and to share it with our CTO, Mr. Mr. Parks over here, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I'm excited. Uh, it'll also make the guys in the shop happy because I'll get my uh, quota out early versus having to go back in the shop and be like, hey, guys, how are you all doing? So when Kyle says his quota, we always talk about Kyle has a, a quota of words, and he likes to use them up where the rest of us are like, nah, just leave us alone. So this gives Kyle a great great platform. And, and truth, truth be told, I, I talk a lot too, so. Well, coming back from a quip, I still didn't hit my quota, so <laughs> I can keep going and going. And I was two days, I was like, don't talk to me. <laughs> Like, all right, Kyle, shut up. We're on the drive home. I just want to listen to a podcast. Just uh, let me sleep. <laughs> my voice hurts. Did your voice hurt at all? No. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I can do this all the time. I was, I was chugging cough drops like it was crazy. Awesome. All right. Either way. All right. <clears throat> so. Let's just get into who's Nick Carlson. What? Let's get the background because you started off with laser cut. Yep. And that was, what year did you start that? 2000. So 2000, you started that, ran it for what, 16, 17 years? 17, yeah. So we, I sold it November 7th of 2017. Okay. So why don't we just start kind of the beginning of laser cut? What started laser cut? Why? So I love this, this question because I'm big on credentials, right? In this industry, a lot of podcasting stuff, there's, there's people that are talking, but there's not enough. I want to know you about the credentials, right? And that's what yeah. we're going to jump into here. Um, my credentials. So I started racing go-karts at seven years old. And I remember trying to learn how to weld way back when and knew nothing um, about racing, knew, had no background, had no money. I mean, when I talk about no money, I'm talking about like we ate ramen noodles and mac and cheese every single day. So <clears throat> fast forward, you know, till I was, uh, I was 14, um, you know, I've got some decent skill sets at this point. And I was working for an ice cream shop at the time. And I told my father, I was like, I can't do this and go to school. Um, I wasn't very good at school. And I really didn't like working for somebody else and like punching that clock. And I decided one day, I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to start cutting grass. Cause I cut the grass at my property like any other 15 year old kid. I'm no different in that manner. Um, but I did push mow a two and a half, no, I'm sorry, excuse me, five acre lot. It took me two and a half days to push mow with a 20 inch push mower. It was ridiculous. Anyway, um, started the company, started cutting grass all up and down the, my road, right? Like any other kid. But the reason I called it laser cut was because way back when in 99 2000 i wanted to design a lawnmower that used lasers to cut the grass so it's quite ironic today that you know i'm in a in a factory now i own a factory we design products and we cut parts with lasers and cnc bend them and it's just for me it's this 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 whole encompassing you know deal where you know fast forward 25 years from when i was a kid to now shoot maybe more than 25 years i god i'm aging myself um you know, I get to do what I always, 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 always wanted to do. So that that landscape company, LaserCut, it was called LaserCut Lawn Care to start. And the reason I'm being very specific on that is because I kind of pigeonholed myself into lawn care. And I didn't realize it until I grew a little older. And we ultimately ended up calling it LaserCut Property Services because that really gave it a, a wide um, 
wide range of services that you could kind of encompass in there. And we had talked about doing like laser cut enterprises and all this stuff, but it, that wasn't specific enough. And I wasn't about to take on any other businesses at the time. Laser cut was, you know, a landscaping company, but I wanted to say property services because it was, it was maintenance. It was installs. It was, um, we had done some fencing and decking at, at one point. And I ultimately said, I don't want to do that because, you know, to, it wasn't focused enough to make it, it. What's the old, what's the old, um, the old saying, um, you're a jack of all trades, but a master of none. When I got, when I got to, to be a jack of all trades, I wasn't making any money. And that was really frustrating to me. And I kind of sat down and said, okay, I need to focus my services on X, Y, and Z. And we can get into that later. But, uh, ultimately grew laser cut into a, a multi seven figure business, um, and sold it in 2017 for multiple seven figures. Um, took all that money and every bit of savings I had and started Dawson Manufacturing. Bit of a story, isn't it? Yeah, and I skipped over a lot. Yeah, well, from what I know, yeah. I was like, okay, we can go down many different pigeon holes from the things that we've talked about. And we will. Yeah, it's pretty cool, though. Um, So now that you're in Dawson, I mean, go into where did Dawson start? I know it started in Park Tavern on a napkin. (laughs) It did. You know, and it's kind of fun to tell a couple of people that are from the area that know where Park Tavern is. Mm -hmm. And they're like, no way. You know, we eat there all the time and their crushes are amazing, which, yes, they are. They are good. They are good. (laughs) So, like, tell us a little bit about that. Where did, why did Dawson Manufacturing come into play? What is the whole thing about everything having mate behind it, you yeah. know, kind of go down that rabbit hole. So it, what, what had happened was, uh, this was like 2015. So, okay. So here's how it all worked out. I broke my jaw in 2014 and I'm a big dude, six, three, you know, at the time I was pushing 300 plus pounds. I'm smaller, much smaller than that now. But, um, we, uh, we had just got a bunch of contracts in these contracts. Um, it, it included thousands of yards of more, um, mulch. And when I went to my top guy, he actually works here now. His name is Sam. Um, I went to my top guy, Sam, and I said, Sam, guess what, dude, we got all these contracts and it's like 3000 more yards of mulch, blah, blah. And when he looked at me, he's like, his face dropped and he turned white. And he's like, dude, last year, we, we barely got through last year. What makes you think we need 3000 more yards of mulch? And I said, well, we'll figure it out. Cause that's just who I am. I'm a problem solver and I like to figure things out. And, um, when I, I remember having that conversation with Sam and I, I have this 1500 square foot shop at, at my, my personal property where I keep some cars. And I, I walked in there that day and I thought to myself, I can't, I can't have my employees feeling like they dread their job. That's just never going to be a good place. So I pulled my phone out and like anybody else, I'm on social media. Um, you know, I'm no different. Right. And so I was scrolling through it and I don't remember what I saw, but we had tested some other products before this that never worked out like bark blowers. They just didn't work out. They just like spray painted the ground with, with what almost looked like topsoil. And we ultimately ended up losing contracts because of it, um, because it was making properties messy and dirty. They were noisy. People didn't like that. Uh, and, and the efficiency wasn't what they had claimed because they only hold so much. They only hold like a yard and a half and you can't fill it up with a yard and a half because it's clogged. And it's, that's a whole other story. But I had this experience with all this. And, and at the time all this was going down, uh, I believe it was, um, I want to say it was January. And so it's cold outside. I've got snow brain. And one of the things that I was really keen on was, you know, salt. Salt was where we made a lot of our money. And so I was thinking one day, I was like, what if we don't put salt in that truck and we just put mulch in it, lift the bed up, 
dump it into the hopper, it'll auger it across and drop it out of a hole, and instead of hitting, it, hitting a spinner, it'd go into a wheelbarrow. That was the, that was the thought process, because I'm, I'm at my property, this garage, and there's these salters that, that are, you know, in our shop or just out behind it in our, you know, in our yard, and um, I'm like, that, that could be something, and so I started doing some research on it, and people had tried it, and it didn't work. It, it was, it was, um, temperamental it wasn't consistent and i had decided okay how, how am i going to move this and so uh i took this idea and i went to dinner to park tavern and so just so you guys know we're from maryland park tavern is located in a town called saverna park and and i like saverna park it's a nice area a lot of good people and um we went to park tavern and it was it was me my father uh my wife she was seven months pregnant uh with our first child and my uncle and this guy sam our right hand guy he is now um head of production here at dawson manufacturing and i took this idea to them and i looked at my father i'm basically telling him because he's kind of like my soundboard and i was like what do you guys think of this idea of you know dumping material down in this box and then instead of augering it across convey it across and they were enamored by it so my father had this like what he called his million dollar pen it was in his it was in he always wore a suit and tie uh tan on tan it was it was hysterical we just called him the tan hmm. tan man i never knew that oh we should show you some pictures of it it's hysterical i can't wait he, he looks 10 times older then than he does now <laughs> not face but just the way he dressed and uh he had done it for 40 years he had dressed in this tie forever uh he loved jerry garcia ties hmm. and um so if you guys want to send a gift send a jerry garcia tie to craig carlson here at dawson manufacturing oh like i see what his <laughs> outfit's gonna be now yeah yeah he'll, he'll come in and wear it we'll put it on social media for you but anyway um so we we had gone to dinner and he pulled out this million dollar pen and I grabbed a napkin from the waitress and I basically drew out and I had to find these photos. I, I do not have a picture of that napkin, but I know that napkin is filed away somewhere at my house. Yeah. I have to dig through the house and find it. But um basically what I had drawn out was what you see today. Yeah. It was incredible because I know I have the original like I do, I went from a napkin, <clears throat> excuse me, to a like, you know, the graph paper with all the little squares? Yeah. So I went home with this idea, and I drew it out a little bit. But then, it, like, it sat for, like, two months because we're doing, like, snow work, and we're prepping for the spring mulch rush and all this. And I'm thinking to myself, because I'm a fabricator by, you know, not by trade, but, like, uh, I'm a professional, non-professional fabricator. Like, I really knew fabrication really, really well. And to this day, I know it ten times better than I did then. I thought I could have built the mulch mate in or what was on that napkin in two or three weekends boy was i wrong <laughs> wow so i had let this thing sit for a little while and i got really upset it was like march and i literally was like screw this i'm gonna sit down at my dining room table and take this graph paper that i use for doing landscape designs and i'm gonna draw this thing out you know proportionally dimensionally all these different specs i thought i needed which looking back now they were so juvenile um, but uh, I drew it out, and I was staying up till two, three, four o'clock in the morning for weeks on end doing this while my wife is cooking up our first child. I mean, she is deep into pregnancy, and uh, I finally, uh, mid March, had everything drawn out, and I had no idea how to build it. I didn't know where to get metal. I didn't know where to get parts. I'm literally buying stuff off Amazon trying to figure this out. It's scary. I can't believe we actually did it. And um, we, uh, I got some C channel together and some aluminum. I don't know where I bought it. I, oh, no, I, I bought it on, um, uh, rate, I think it's like racerssteel.com or something. It's where racers buy metal to build chassis. Okay. Um, really well-specced out metal, like cream of the crop metal. 
And so I took this medal to a friend of mine. His name's Isaac, and he's he's a, a professional um, hot rod builder. He builds like sick, nasty race cars. Um, great guy. His welding abilities are top notch, SEMA grade. And I, I went to Isaac. I was like, Hey, I need you to take this, these two C channels and these three uh, one inch by one inch aluminum tubes. I need you to weld this thing. It looks like a ladder. You've seen it. It's here in the shop. I oh know. yeah, yeah, yeah. I talked about. So I, I gave him this medal. And it sat in his shop for like three or four weeks, and it drove me insane. All he had to do was weld it together. It wasn't like it, but he had other projects, right? So yeah. looking back, I understand why. Um, but he put this thing together, and it was uh, I was over his place to pick it up. And I left there, and I was going over to my life coach. He lives over on the eastern shore. His name's Bill. And I, went over, I was heading over the Bay Bridge, over the Chesapeake Bay, and my wife calls and says, I'm going to labor. And I'm like, uh-uh. So I get over the bridge, spin around, come back, and we proceed. This is April 7th, and we, we proceed to go through the 8th and then finally have the kid on the 9th. It was, um, so we went in on a Friday, and she had – maybe it was Saturday. So we went in on the 8th. Saturday she had it. Sunday they released us. Got home Sunday, had no idea what to do with the child, and then Monday went straight back to work. Hmm. Not a good move. Don't do that, guys. Stay with your woman. Support her. She She's going through a lot, so don't do what I did. Yeah, definitely. That'll be a whole other subject we can talk about later. But um, Yeah, we both have experience on that one. Yes, <laughs> we do. Yes, we do. We both have kids. So so uh, I have two children, seven and four currently. And Kyle, what do you have? Little Maylin, she is six months, almost seven, seven months old now. Man, she's getting old fast. Yeah, it's, it's weird. It's she's crawling. Is she crawling? Oh, dude, she crawled this weekend up at Ben and Kim's house. So she was doing the whole boom, 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 boom. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, she was till, cruising, too. Wait till she's, like, run crawling. It's scary. It's like, come back here. <laughs> I, I promise. it's You're you're probably entering a, a tough stage. It's a transition stage, but I, I'm living – I'm darn near living a dream because I'm at seven years old. Four years old, my son is four. He's coming out of, like – I think he's coming out of the crappy stage. I think he's about to hit, like, the really awesome stage. Like, for instance, over the weekend, um, I'm washing some cars and working on some cars, and he just comes out, he's like, Dad, I want to help. And I'm like, yes, this is the moments I've been waiting for. So that, that's been really cool. So anyway, um, the Dawson story and how, how, we, how we, you know, figured it all out. So um, mulch mate, God, there were so many mistakes we made growing this thing. But basically, we, we came up with the name – uh, I was driving down the road. You had asked about the mates, right? And so my vision on it was, you know, I had read a book called The E-Myth and had learned how to automate a business. Yeah, great book, by the way, because I've read it too. Yeah, and, and I suggest reading it several, several, several times. Yeah. Um, I need to do it again, actually. It's been it's been a couple years, but I need a good, a good stiff reminder. Um, but uh, I had read this book in 2000. Nine? I was okay. So a guy, a guy um, named Ken gave me the book. He's a multi, multi, multi-millionaire. Came from nothing. Owned a little, or his his father-in-law owned a fab shop, and he had this like little corner section of this fab shop. It was all bulletproofing. And uh, I'm not going to mention the name of the company or whatever. Not not that I don't want to give him a shout out, but like I don't need to expose who this person is. Ken. His actual name is Ken. Um, and I was doing his property, you know, taking care of the grass, taking care of all the stuff. And he came out to me one day and he's like, dude, you drive a junk truck. Like, why aren't you doing better? You're was I? I don't know, tw- mid twenties, I guess. Maybe maybe a little earlier than that. Yeah, maybe mid twenties. And um, he goes, you know, I read this book, and I and this book basically took me from this closet, this corner in my de- my father in law's steel shop, to a eight high eight figure business, one of the biggest bulletproofing companies in the world, I think. And um, don't don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure it's huge. 
And um, he does all that with eight employees. Eight. That's like, insane. Crazy. And, and, and that'll – remember what I just said because that's going to be key to this conversation later. But um, he said, I read this book, and it is – it's called The E-Myth, and he gave it to me. And I was like, cool, dude. Appreciate it. And I had all the intentions in the world of reading it, but after a year, it sat in that center console of that junky old red 96 F-350 crew cab 7.3 diesel truck that ended up rusting and breaking in half, and I had to weld a whole new frame – back section to it because I couldn't afford a whole new frame or a new truck at the time. Is this the old red? The old red truck. <laughs> yes, yes. And I was famous for it back in the day. I, I know I have pictures. I'll find them and I will post them at some point. Um, so I uh, I kept this book in there and I'm very dyslexic and I don't like to read. I have a learning disability uh, where I read and nothing, nothing sticks. Um, it is what it is. It's not an excuse. It's just how I'm wired and we're all wired a little differently and that's fine. Um, so Ken comes back to me a year later. He's like, hey, man, I need that book back. And it had been in my truck. So this truck would leak water, moisture, and it was so bad. Like, it would drip on my toes. So this book went from in, like, really good condition to, like, all the pages were curled up. Yeah. Right? Because it had been in this junk truck forever. And then whew, I'm glad I don't drive that truck every day. I'm glad I have the truck I have now. Wow. A <laughs> um, little bit of an upgrade. Yeah, a little upgrade. So I just bought a, a F450 Platinum um, brand spanking new $100,000 truck, and I am – I'm shaking my head because I don't feel like I deserve it. It's like, it's insane. We'll get to that story another day. <laughs> yeah, that is an awesome story. So we, um, he, I, I give him this book back and I'm very upset, like literally in tears when I leave his house because I'm like, I felt like a failure. And I'm like, this guy was trying to help me and I, did, I wasn't man enough to listen and see it through. And that was something that I learned a long time ago is you have to see things through. And if somebody's, if somebody says try something, just, tr well, within reason, try it if it's, if you know it's good for you. If somebody tries to like, ask you to take a drug, don't do that. Um, <laughs> but uh, this book, I ended, so here's, here's how this went. This truck did not have a CD player. I don't like to read. And there's a place in uh, Curtis Bay near here in Maryland called uh, Crazy Rays. Mm, and, I know what you Have you been to Crazy Rays? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so Crazy Rays charges you a dollar to get in, and it's a big junkyard. And I used to go there and get parts because I was too broke to buy parts. Um, that's just how I was raised. I remember going through junkyards as a child, getting parts for cars. My dad's old EXP, 69 Mustang, all these cars. We just couldn't afford to keep the lights on hardly. So I learned to love junkyards, and I still do to this day. Um, so I went to this junkyard, and I scavenged myself a head unit uh, with a CD player in it because I couldn't afford to go to Walmart and buy a $60 head unit. I mean, like literally, I was waking up back then and had pennies in the bank couldn't afford hair gel i mean i literally remember going to cvs one day and i was like i don't have enough money for hair gel like that's it's just so frustrating um so i've lived it and back to the credentials right that's that's big for me um but uh i paid a dollar to get in there and i stuffed this head unit in a little bag in my little tool bag and walked out with it so i did pay for it but i shouldn't have done that don't do that people um it, it, I, it, I didn't have any money i was trying to work my way out of what i was in so literally, they sell like um, adapters to to put these head units in these trucks, and I couldn't afford that. So I literally figured out the wiring of it all, cut the wires, and literally spliced them together with electrical tape. That's how I got it done, and um, stuck it on the dash of my truck. Couldn't afford the adapter to put it in the truck, and I had finally made enough money where I could spend the eighteen dollars to buy the CDs off of Walmart.com. And I know this is a long drawn out story, but I'm telling you all this so you understand that if you're in this position, just know I understand. And I have not forgotten where I have come from. Um, it's what keeps me moving every single day. And it's why we're doing this podcast, to help you guys, because we've been through this. And Kyle will tell his story here shortly, I'm sure. Um, but uh, 
I started listening to the CDs, and I think it's like seven CDs, and the first five are the most depressing thing in the world, and it really makes you want to off yourself because you realize I'm doing all the wrong things that everyone has had to go through more than likely. Um, you look up any of these stories from any of these super rich people, and they have been at the bottom. So That's like Jeff Bezos starting out of a garage. Uh, Microsoft. Yeah, exactly. Right? What's his name? Uh, why can't I think of his name? Not Banks. Gates. 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 There you go. Gates started in the garage. Um, Tesla. Look at Elon Musk. He literally had hundreds Jobs. of millions. Jobs. All of Apple, them. yeah. Yeah. I mean, I literally, same same story, just I'm not as far along as they are. Um, but uh, so I got these CDs. I started listening to them, and I'm like, wow. To kind of make a long story short, I had an epiphany, and it was about I need to automate everything. Everything. Not just my business, but my personal life. Because seconds equal minutes. Minutes equal hours. Right? And And the reason I'm so hyper-efficient is because I don't let a second go by without, you know, squeezing that son of a gun for everything it's got. And um, I learned to automate my landscape business, and that was in 2009. By 2013, I had what I call righted my ship, and I literally had a fleet of trucks. I always wanted a fleet of white trucks and all that, and I remember going, there's a local Wawa, and for everybody here that's listening doesn't know Wawa, it's a, it's a gas station. Um, just like a Mavericks, just like a uh, Bucky's Sheets. Sheets. Yeah. Um, Bucky's is huge. Uh, never been to one, but I want to go to one. Anyway. They're awesome. They, are they awesome? <laughs> They're so cool. That's cool. I, I can't wait to get to one. I literally am going to drive to one just to experience it. But um, went to Wawa one day just to get a coffee and kind of keep up with the community. We always kept up with each other just in our little community where I live. And everybody's like, dude, when did you get a landscape company? I'm like, bro, I'm 13 years into this. What are you talking about? Yeah. They're like, What? And I'm, and I'm like, yeah, dude, I've been doing this since 2000. And, uh, you know, it, it, that was because I had finally uh, put together uh, enough pieces of the puzzle for anybody that didn't know me or knew me but didn't work with me that they they could see what I was doing, um, which is great. I, I didn't do it to be seen. I did it to make money and to grow my business. And ultimately, honestly, I started Laser Cut to fund my racing. Yeah. Another thing we'll get into later. Um <laughs> There's a lot to un un unravel here. So um, so when I learned to automate, that's where the mate came from. And the mate was also like, it's your mate. It's your buddy. You know, it's here to help you. And, and my whole thing, you know, 10 plus years ago was about reducing labor, reducing the, the need to, to rely on it, to manage it, to schedule it, to ensure it, to have the liability on it. All those different things came from me having an argument with one of my employees that basically told me that I couldn't run my business uh, without him. He said, when I fired him, he goes, Mr. Nick, you go down. And I'm like, okay, Jose, you, you just you just keep thinking that. And to this day, I remember that because I, I, I took it. Man, I could, Jose could never be right. I could not let that happen. So to this day, Jose works at a car wash, and I own Dawson Manufacturing. Um, and I wear that chip very, 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 very proudly on my shoulder. Not that I beat him, but just for the sense of, you know, I, I put a lot of work into all this, a lot. And um, I, I gave up a, a heck of a life to, to help, you know, in, in particular right now, landscapers. But I have other ideas in other industries that we'll, we'll get to one day. Um, so that's where, like, the mulch mate, the cart mate, the truck mate, all those products in the, in the word mate, that's why that exists is that story right there. That's awesome. So it's just everything kind of builds off of the landscaping, and now we're into the manufacturing of how do we help the little guys? How do we help the big guys? That's that's where the mulch mate comes in handy. The little guys is your snowmate, cart mate, your heated hand grips. <laughs> Can't really give a mate to that. No. Heated mate, that doesn't really go. That doesn't well. work. And that's like the tripod dual pod. That, 
So the tripod dual pod is just a, a lighting kit for stand-on mowers. Yeah. And the reason that came is, to, is two things. So it came on because I was getting home every day and trying to take care of my property. I live on three acres, and it's just it's. I didn't have enough time. I didn't have daylight to get it done. Um, and Kyle, he's first-handedly experienced this because he he helps manage my property. Um, but the lights, they're right. Yeah, man. they definitely help. I mean, I use them on my mower too. I mean, it's on the smaller one. I don't have have them on the big one right now. Um, but I use it on my right all the time. Yeah. yeah. Even if you just put it in a corner so you can finish weed whack in a small little patch, it, it helps 100%. 100%. And and so the reason – so the light – we didn't call it a mate because it was like light mate. We talked about it, but that didn't work. Yeah. And, and the funny thing is is that I looked at it as like a pod, and it's actually a spin. I don't know if I've ever told anybody this. It's a spin off of Austin Powers and Mini-Me, and he's talking about being a tripod. Oh, really? Do you, do you remember that part of the I, movie? I don't think so. So no. anybody that's seen it, it's really funny. So we, it, it's they called Mini Me a tripod because he could hold himself up with a, a third hand, if you will, and it, and that's really what the pod comes from. Because I thought it was really funny. There's three lights, tripod, two lights, dual pod. It made a lot of sense, but it was really that's what it came from. That's awesome. So that's uh, and then the heated hand grips. That was just again went home and I'm like, man, my hands are freezing on this mower. This is, I need heated, like I have a heated steering wheel in my truck. I'm like, why can't I have heated grips on this? Why is, oh, what was it? I was like 16 and, God, that was, I don't know, 20 years ago? No, 21 years ago. Jesus. Um, dating yourself. Yeah, Jesus <laughs> Louise. Um, but uh, I, had a, I had a snow thrower that I bought that I hated because it was so heavy and it clogged all the time, hence why Snowmate exists. And we'll get into that story. Um, but it had heated hand grips and they were terrible. They, barely were warm but like the ones we developed are crazy hot and that's why that came to be just because an experience i had so that's how those all kind of came to be that's awesome um so i know you were talking about something earlier with the eight employees with with the bulletproof company Mm -hmm. um it's kind of like the structure we have here at dawson as well as you know we're running on as minimal as possible to give the maximum output so do you want to talk about the team who's who just kind of give like an introduction to them as well or for sure so outside of me maybe <laughs> well hey, i'll do that for myself yeah the cto <laughs> um so okay going back what i like to do is i like to key on pain points a lot of people like to run away from pain points yeah and I think that's a main, you're doing yourself a major disservice there. Um, okay, here we go with my mindset. This is where it gets juicy. Um, being afraid is your body telling you there's a problem and you need to fix it. Stop thinking that if time goes on, it's going to heal it. Time does not heal all wounds. Your actions heal the wounds, especially in like a business realm. There are some other realms that time does heal your wounds. But in, in most cases, pain is your body or your mind like anxiety anxiety is is straight up there's something that you haven't managed you haven't handled that needs to be handled exactly and and no one's going to do it but you right so don't let life is going to hand you typically going to hand you some crappy cards you have to you have to fix that right well it's like when i was sick for um the portion of the summer Mm -hmm. i was out for what two two and a half weeks yeah you know, it, it sucks, but I had to find my way through it. And then I have all the medical expenses. Well, you have to eat lighter or better. Well, not better, but you, you're purchasing stuff from Walmart and Aldi versus going out and going to like the Food Lions or the Wegmans and stuff like that, which are your nicer stores. But you can get away with doing the chicken from Aldi. It's not going to yeah. kill you. Yeah. I mean, it, it, 
there's 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 ebbs and flows, right? And the cool thing with with you, Kyle, is I'm very proud of you because you in the last year, you've made some really hard decisions that I think you did a really good job with, and you you did a lot of soul searching and self reflecting. And, and I'm not going to share anything, Kyle. You can share whatever it is you want to share. I but I know kind of your story, and it sounds to me like you're in a much better place. Am I correct? Yes. So I had my landscape company, Scarlet Oak. Um, started that, I guess, technically you could say in 2018. Um, ran it for a couple of years. I personally fell into the shiny syndrome, but then found that I found where I needed to go to correct it. And the time of correcting it, the opportunity of working here with you guys came up and I was, I personally enjoy doing this because it's the entrepreneur slash entrepreneur part because I can still handle doing the landscaping stuff at a smaller level. I can grow that to a point where it can become a secondary income with having a crew or something like that, but I can also still work here while managing that because once you get it to a point of having the systems in place where you know people are figuring out their... Hi. <laughs> I'm taking pictures. Um, but... It's just a matter of having <laughs> terrible photo. You can't figure out the phone. <laughs> You're smiling at me, not the camera. I know. I know. I'm sp- oh God, I look fat. <laughs> Lord, <laughs> continue, Kyle. But no, it's it's being able to make that course correct and figuring out life. And I'm still young. I'm 25. I haven't figured myself out. And like we were saying a couple weeks ago. You know, I I was making some self-reflections within working here, you know, and it has ultimately made me feel better with who I am versus just, you know, making this false persona, per se. For sure. Like, were you concerned, like, what you, what you looked like? No, it was more or less the what I saw myself as and where I was going with my life. I came up with a not necessarily fake persona, but I was trying to fit something where I thought I should be versus where I need to be. Okay. So it's the, I'm here, but not here. I need to, I need to find who I am. Sure. Sure. Yeah. This morning, um, my wife was asking me, you know, what what is this first podcast going to be? This is actually what I thought the direction we're going to go, but let's stay on track. Let's stay, you know, the, the question you asked me a second ago, and we'll jump into that in a little bit, I think. Okay. Is that okay with you? That works for me. Okay. So I want to just kind of, so your original, um, question was you know the efficiencies and how we work with um other uh, such a small team here and how we accomplish so so much um and i learned that honestly from ken um i went to his factory uh it's in upper marlboro and um upper marlboro south of here towards dc and uh i went into his factory and i pull up and there's like no cars in the parking lot but this building is enormous yeah man what is what is up with this dude now keep in mind this dude has got a supercharged blown NSX that's sick. One of the original NSXs. That's wild. He, he's got, uh, I don't know boats real well. You can help me with this, but like a fountain, it's like a fountain boat. And he's got like yeah. two of the gnarliest, nastiest engines. He said he spent like 60 grand on the exhaust alone. Yeah. You have like fountain and Sonic. They're very similar body styles. It was beautiful. But yeah. It was. And I think it had like six seats in it and they were just ridiculous. Yeah. I, this boat, I looked at it. I'm like, for real, dude. They're like, meant to do like poker runs and stuff like that, where you're, sure. yeah, yeah, it, they're cra- awesome, crazy. I loved it. I, I, I'm not a boat guy. Not that I don't like boats, but I just I've never 
dip my toe in that water. You're a car guy. I'm a car guy. I love cars. I'll yeah. take you. I'll take you for trucks, and I'll take you on the boats. But the <laughs> cars—that right. is a hundred percent you. <laughs> yeah, um, we'll get into that later. But um, there's so much we're going to unravel in this podcast, guys. So stay tuned. Make sure you whatever. Was there a subscribe or a bell? It's follow or um, comments. Comments are another one. So yes. leave comments, reviews. We love to hear what you guys want to hear. Yes. Um, and we'll, you know, dive further down it. Yeah, if you guys want to hear, literally, okay, I want to make this very clear to all you guys. I am willing to talk about anything. And I've, same I've, here. Yeah, like literally, I've lost over 100 pounds, so I know how to do that journey. I've dealt with some serious um, relationship issues that I've overcome. I have dealt with the darkest demons you've ever seen. Um, truth, truth be told, I've dealt with suicidal thoughts. Like, it, I've been through a lot in my life. I've literally been homeless. I have been... I've had health issues. I have uh, anxiety and stress. Uh, there's so many things. We can dive into branding. Wh- whatever you guys want to get into, I just have a lot of years of experience doing this. I didn't waste my time drinking. I didn't waste my time with drugs. I didn't waste my time with partying. I have been a, a life studier since I can remember. I grew up with nothing adult but adults. I didn't grow up with kids. I didn't have like sleepovers. I was with my dad fixing copiers, or I was with my uncle at a construction site since I can remember. So I've spent so many years just trying to be the best I could be. And so I think I can offer up a, a, a really incredible viewpoint. So go back and follow us, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, please leave some comments. We would love to hear what you guys want to talk about. Maybe something that you enjoyed. Maybe we can kind of elaborate on that. Um, please communicate with us. We'll communicate with you and, you know, It'll be a lot of fun. And as things get bigger, we're hoping to kind of build out this little nook that we're in now. Mm-hmm. We already have kind of our main setup coming in, but we would like to make it so that we can have like a four-person podcast where we all sit down and talk, you know, shoot the crap and have fun with it. Or, you know, dig into their life, dig into things that, you know, they wish they didn't do and how they fixed it. Yeah. For sure, like we're like right now, guys. We're sitting in what will potentially be our podcast studio. We've ordered all kinds of chairs and lighting, and uh, oh, backdrop. Remember we were talking about a black backdrop? Mm-hmm. I was thinking about you know, um, like uh, Brian's Law Maintenance has an LEL. He's got like that backdrop. It's got like all the sponsors on it. Yeah, I was thinking about one of those. What do you think of that? That'd be cool. Um, I would definitely see if see how it looks first with like, the black backdrop. You just know, depending on them. Well, you know, like um, on our Mulchmate, all our Mulchmate. Um, banners and all it's like a it's like a black oh, yeah, base it's faded and it's all the gray logos and all that maybe yeah, like we'll have a, to play around the camera but maybe yeah that may look cool yeah it would be pretty cool i get that made in china Shh. <laughs> i'm not gonna tell you all that secret that's a secret i'm taking to the grave um but there's a there's something i know it, yeah. but i'm not gonna say anything <laughs> don't you say a word that is something i will not talk about because it is it is key to kind of i think our success anyway um anyway uh maybe i will share it one day who knows you have to pay me a lot of money <laughs> All right, let's get back on track there. We so, were back to the um, employees and yes. how the structure is and stuff like that. Yeah, so the structure is, is you know, the way we did it here at Dawson originally was, you know, we started with, yes, I had I had a, a, a substantial amount of money to start with, but by the time we moved in, into this building, I was out of money completely. And we showed up in, in Kentucky in 2000, what was it, 17 or 18? Literally was running on fumes yeah and no one knew it i just continued to to march forward and put on a happy face and just stick to what i thought was going to work and that was posting on social media as often as i could because it's free um kept my systems as lean as possible and then ultimately what we did was whenever we ordered product to build our products 
they typically give you terms. And so we would order product in, in a scheduled, timely fashion to where I would order it. We would start advertising, start trying to sell. It would land. We would try to continue to sell. And then we'd have like 30 or 45 days, I think, until the, the PO was due to be paid. And what we learned was at the bottom of the PO, it would say a PO is a purchase order for those that don't know. Um, it would say on the bottom, you know, after 45 days, uh, basically the interest on it would be 2% um, on, on whatever the total PO was, and that would get charged once a month. And so that those those terms and agreements and details were at the bottom of these these POs that they that we would ultimately sign with our vendors. And I looked at it one day, and I'm like, dude, that's cheaper than a bank. And I don't have to get approval. Yeah. So what we would do is we would order it, it would land, we would start building it out, and then I would scoop up a sale here or there. Right? It was really slow in the beginning. Of course it's slow in the beginning. Yeah. What business comes out of nowhere and – Anyway, another story, another day. So <clears throat> that's how we ultimately got started was we would work on those terms. And then that was when we only had three employees. It was, you know, just a couple of us. And, um, you know, moving forward, what I had done was I strategically placed different vendors in in, in, in and beside us. And so we would kind of work in parallel. So if one struggled, another one could pick up the slack. Um, and then what I'm basically doing is, if we did 100% in-house, of course, I'd need more people. But what we did was we we didn't do that. And what we're doing is we're leveraging basically other companies, including us, then pay one company to make a certain part, whatever that may be. And then we would then receive the part and then continue. And so what that does, it allows us to do is we're basically leveraging their money. We're leveraging their people. We're leveraging them managing their whole system that we don't have to do. And so now we can run to kind of jump forward. We run with only right today, we only have eight employees, but we're a eight figure business. And so that is something I'm super proud of because, you know, in, in my landscaping days, in order to make seven figures, I needed at least in the teens worth of people to accomplish that. And that's a lot of just structure and management of, of schedules and time and jobs and people. And this guy's sick and this guy showed up drunk and this guy got fired and this guy's arguing with this guy and they don't work on this team. And that's just a, a monster of a mess. And I learned all that through all my landscaping days. And so this guy, Ken had taught me, he goes, you know, automate as much as you can. So you go into his plant and he literally has this one huge machine that he got from Germany. He paid like, I don't know, two or $3 million for it back in the day. That was in the, I don't know, in the tens, 2010 ish time, probably. And uh, he was the only one in the world that had it. It was the only machine. And his competitors had bought his old machine. Hmm. So he knew what their capa- uh, their capabilities were, and he knew his capabilities. And so he was able to structure and b- basically bid on only the jobs that he saw there was most profit in. Yeah. How incredible is that? That's pretty crazy. The dude is so smart. It's like a monopoly without being a monopoly. Like For you, real. You know the data and the ins and outs. For real, dude. It was incredible. And so – that is where I learned all this. And, and something I want to stress to all you guys is is the group of people that you're surrounding yourselves with is crucial. Um, I try to find rooms, if you will, where I'm not the smartest dude in the room. I try really hard not to. Now, there, you're always going to find a room where you're the smartest one in, but try your best to surround yourself with people that are, I'm not going to say like-minded, because like-minded, you don't learn a lot. You yeah. learn when you're in a room with different people. And that's, I think, a, a saying that, that people get really misconstrued. But, um, you know, I found myself in the room with people with literally, you ever seen the, uh, have you ever had a customer that had the, um, 
the titanium black card? No. There's only like 50 in the world. I think back in the day it was like 50. It was like Shaq had one. Kobe had one. I've had two or three in my hand because of people that I either worked for or I knew had them. Yeah. And that means I think back then, this is this is going back away. This is 15 years ago at least. They had to spend like half a million dollars on that card a year. Like personally, not in their business, personally. That's insane. Like, here at Dawson, we can spend half a million dollars in – in no time. Yeah. Like li- literally half a million dollars for us is is like all I have to do is go to our engineering team and say, hey, order this run of mulch mates, whatever. That's half a million dollars. Yeah. Gone. Poof. Spent. That's, I mean, you buy a house with that. So <clears throat> that just kind of goes to show you the magnitude of what we're dealing with here at Dawson. Um, it's not this run-of-the-mill fly-by-night company that that is Amish that has they build the order and has no parts department and – you know, has no service, has no sales, has no technical support, has no drawings, has no part numbering systems, has none of that. I mean, we have full-blown system. I mean, just our computer system alone is like quarter million dollars that just simply runs our parts department. Yeah. Like, like anytime somebody wants to know about Dawson Manufacturing, there you go. When you call us, you get a part. If you call us before 3 o'clock, we ship out those parts the same day. We have a, a huge inventory. Uh, I can't. The last time we did inventory, I can't remember how many millions of parts were in this building. Oh, it's insane! It's insane. I, I got tired of counting. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea that that we had gotten that big. I just knew the end goal and what we were striving for, and that just kind of is, I guess, par for the course. Yeah, you know, I didn't see all this coming. When I first developed Mulchmate, it was literally I just wanted to build a machine that my guys could not have to shovel anymore. We haven't even talked about that. If you're new to listening to this, so Dawson Manufacturing, our very first product was Mulchmate. That's our flagship product to this day. And it's a bulk material dispenser, and it dispenses mulch, rock, sand, dirt, compost, basically any kind of landscape bulk material. Uh, We say under three inch, but probably anything under six inch, it'll absolutely do. We've tested it. And it is all electric, zero maintenance, zero emissions, virtually silent operation that bolts to the back of the truck you already own. It's a rear door replacement. We also have a dump trailer that you can fit it on. Uh, you can put on switch and go bodies, hook lift bodies. And we sell all across the globe to to landscapers alike. And we have nearly a thousand of these things out there now. And it is an absolute game changer of a, of a machine. I mean, Kyle, we just used it at my property shooting some content last week. Yeah. Well, I use it on some of my properties sometimes for the for topsoil and stuff like that. I mean, it it makes life so much easier. Grab a swig of water here. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry my, my, my voice is going. So anyway, um, mulch mate, you know, we used it over the, over the weekend, and I am just, every time we touch it, I am enamored by its abilities. Yeah, I mean, me too. I mean, it's every time you, you're, it makes life easier than just having the shovel. I mean, we were doing the test with the wheelbarrows and stuff, you know, it, the old way versus this way. So just forking stuff in with a pitchfork into a wheelbarrow, you're sitting there for at least 30 seconds longer than just pressing the joystick. Yeah, and you're fresh then. Yeah. Right? Like, I was shoveling or pitchforking into a wheelbarrow because we had put it on the ground to do a test, and it's always good to know why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. I'm, I'm pitchforking, and I'm literally yelling at all you guys going, I hate this. This is horrible. And, like, I'm a big, strong guy. I'm young still, and I'm healthy. And, and it's just like, it is just. It Imagine is doing str- it all day, it's every day. Yeah. And not having a break, and then you wake up next day, you have to do it again. Yeah, and, and then again, and, and then, then again. Like, think of it's just simply run numbers, right? Like I run the numbers. I think if you do like seventy yards of mulch a day, I have to do the numbers again real quick. I think it's like thirty-five thousand pounds. Yeah, that you're having to shovel. Like, that's that is the definition of insanity. Yeah, I don't understand it. So anyway, guys, when you're um, when you're talking about, here, I'm doing the math real quick. Seventy seventy yards of mulch. Typical mulch is five hundred 
uh, pounds per yard. Yeah, that's 35,000 pounds. Yeah. And mulch can range in between four and 800 pounds, so I'm kind of on the low end there. So if you, do, yeah. if you go on the high end and the mulch is wet, you're 56,000 pounds. And you're asking your body to lift that day in and day out. Are you out of your mind? Yeah. And, it, and, and another thing that drives me crazy is people are like, oh, it's a luxury item. No, it's not. It is truly not a luxury item. Mulchmate is, it's your friend, it's your buddy, it's another employee that at the end of the day, if you decide, I don't do landscape anymore, you can sell it. You can't sell an employee. It's an asset. It's an asset. And people treat it like it's some, like some kind of luxury. Dude, it is a must in the landscape industry. There are so there's so many better ways of doing things. It, that'd be like saying, "Oh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna drive this job site in a buggy, you know, in a in a in a in a Amish buggy." No, get a F three fifty, dude. Like, what are you doing? Right? Yeah. So I don't understand some people and some of their their ways. Anyway, so we we were talking about you know efficiency in the companies. So we do things like um, I'm really really proud of this. So we we literally take door latches out of the doors, so we can just push them open. Or if we notice a door is being used a lot where you can't open it because you get your hands full with something or there's a cart involved or something like that. We put an automatic uh, door opener so you press a button and you go in and out. Or the lights. Like, how many lights do we turn on in this building? Uh, just the shop lights during the morning and afternoon. But beyond that, all of them are auto. So as soon as you walk in, they sense your body and they're on. Yeah, well, exactly. So we have these little cubes. We, just, we simply get them at Lowe's. Like, all this stuff's all around us. And all the stations guys that we have here, they all have like their individual LED light setups. Oh, yeah, they're automatic too. They're timers. All, they're all automatic timers, and we we don't mess with any of it because it's one more thing to think about. It's 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 what I call head trash. Um, and what what I love the most about it is when when we come into the shop, if all the lights are off, if you notice, I won't say anything to anybody about work. As soon as the lights come on, it's work time. Yeah, and that's when I'll start up my mouth like, all right, guys, we got to do this, we got to do this. But before that, we're just you know shooting the BS just. Yeah, like how was the weekend and yeah. all that stuff. Kind of quick catch up and then. Absolutely. So automate your life, guys. You can do it. It's very simple. It's very easy. It's not very expensive. You just simply have to think about how to make your life easier. Yeah. That's, and that's how we're so hyper efficient here. Exactly. And then, I mean, like you said, we only have, what, eight employees here. So, I mean, Currently. we're running yeah, we're lean. the best we can. Yeah, we're lean. We, you know, we have all kinds of automated stuff. One of the things I want to get is I'd love to get a, um, a robot. For welding yeah um but right now we just don't have the space the space is killing us the power the, we are pushing the power in this building to its i've blown the fuses how many times with that new booth dude we blew up our fridge we oh yeah up, i forgot about that we blew up our fridge doing it so we are pushing the current facility we're in right now we are pushing the power that's how much juice is being consumed and that is a whole other conversation that we can jump into is this whole ev electric movement um we'll get into that you know on a later date but there's challenges to all this kind of stuff that I think a lot of people are, are missing. And I think depending on, you know, how it's managed, it's achievable, but we have to be smart. And I, I've heard this a couple of times and don't quote me on everything, but I do know there are some states that actually offer grant programs. And if you are to move to some sort of electric update in your company, mm -hmm. you know, the most mate will fall under that. Oh, absolutely. We, we, I, I saw this trend coming cause I'm a car guy. I saw this EV thing coming 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, I know currently we are selling mulch mates in Ohio and there are grants guys are grabbing out there. So you Ohio folks, folks, um, check into that. There's a grant. I can't specifically off the top of my head tell you what it is. Um, uh, but there are grants for all electric units, which mulch mate falls under. Um, and Ohio fun fact is Dawson manufacturing's number one state. We sell more product in Ohio than any other state. That's period. awesome. By a long, by a long, long way. Go Buckeyes. <laughs> yeah, hey, go Buckeyes. I, mean, I don't even know who Buckeyes are, but you know. <laughs> hey, help them out, right? I'm a racer, so I don't know anything about sports. <laughs> <laughs> All 
Awesome. Um, so we're, I mean, what's the vision outside of kind of giving the experience of the companies? What else is the vision of this podcast? I mean, I know we want to talk a lot, have some, have some good times. We want to have people on, um, talk about our failures, talk about the achievements. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we definitely like to have the guys on here and there, mm-hmm. give an interview for them, what their favorite parts are on Dawson and stuff like that. I mean, sure. what else do you want to see out of this? Um, so I get I get inundated by people um, enjoying how I see things, and and I think one of the big things my my um, it sounds conceited. Excuse me, I don't want to sound that way, but this is a true story. It happens. I I see this as a a true story podcast where yeah, we can talk about theories, we can talk about opinions, but. I love a good documentary of a true story. Yeah. And and I think I'm I'm a good living proof of that and I get a lot of fee- the only reason this came up was because I get so many people asking to hear my story and the viewpoints that I have. And when it comes to the the what we're trying to accomplish here with this podcast or at least what I'm trying to and it'll morph I'm sure um it is is really I have this Yes, business is important. Yes, money's important. Yes, your relationships in life are important. Yes, your mental health is extraordinarily important. But I, I feel like the the big thing I want to share is is a different way of looking and approaching things. I'll give you an example. Um, there's someone I know that I'm very close to that I saw he, he works at a very large company, and I'm, I don't want to give away who this person is, but... It scared me when I saw what I saw. He he had the word Friday all over his forklift. And and it was, thank God it's Friday, thank God Friday, 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 Friday. And I was very, very taken back because this person, I don't take him as a negative person, but when I see people talking about thank God it's Friday, it scares me. And the reason it scares me is because we only have one life to live. And when you're living every single day to get to Friday so you can just – screw off or go drinking or go try to literally do nothing or you know maybe it is something you find you in constructive you want to do over the weekend that's great but there's these five other days that you could really enjoy your life and you could simply just change the way you see things and sometimes it's fun to have a tough conversation because on the other end of that tough conversation is is growth and and for me this podcast is about that is about growth it's about a mindset it's about enjoying every second you have I, I was having this conversation with my old man over the weekend and you know any of us could drop dead tomorrow I had a really good friend his name is Jason he just passed away in an unfortunate car accident and and it really struck home because he's young and he's ambitious but like we could literally leave here tomorrow and and one of us could pass and it's totally an accident that's why we call them you know car accidents and he unfortunately lost his life in a car accident and he wasn't racing he wasn't you know he he raced monster trucks you could easily die look at ken block yeah exactly you know if anybody anybody wants to know uh, who ken block is just just youtube it and you'll find ken block he is massive you know action sports star and he passed away not doing the most dangerous things he's ever done he passed away riding a snowmobile like of all things to get him really so that's one of the things that I really wanted to drive home here is, is is live every day, not necessarily to the fullest, but just enjoy the moment, enjoy the sun. Like right now, you kind of like look outside of our, our podcast studio here, and we're at, we are right outside of BWI's, the main airport, and there's trees, and there's 
um, rose bushes and it's it's blue sky out there right now. There's so much to enjoy every single day. Life has so many things that that, that it can offer you. Like simply eating food is one of the most enjoyable things that we all get a chance to do. And if you really think about how lucky we are to live in this country and how lucky and fortunate we are to you can snap I can snap my fingers right now, pull my phone out and, and order food on, on DoorDash or something, and I got Chick-fil-A in twenty minutes. Dude, do you realize the rest of the world doesn't have that ability? That is amazing. It's that we definitely have. a luxury. Well, that you could say is a luxury or what yeah. I would consider a privilege. It is. It truly is. So that for me, uh, and I'd like to hear your your thoughts, Kyle. But that for me is is what this is all about: is reminding how great we have it, and then how can we make tomorrow even better. And it, I think you and I we see life kind of the same way. It's like okay, so this weekend I have a friend of mine. Uh, we're going to a bachelor party at Ocean City or not um, Atlantic City. I'm not looking at it to go blow the money or anything. I'm not going to his wedding or anything like that. I'm going to support him and celebrate him for his next chapter in his life. That's why I'm going. I'm going to have a good time with his friends, enjoy his time with his friends, and then I'm going to come back Monday. I'm going to have a smile on my face, just like I ever do every Monday. You know, it's it's celebrating the life. I look forward to Mondays, not Fridays. Yeah. You know, I I enjoy the time that I go home, hang out with my daughter and my wife. That's best time that I have in my life. But when I come in on Monday, I know that it's so that I can support my family throughout the rest of the days. You know, so I look forward to Friday. I look forward to Monday. I look forward to every day. Yeah. You know, I wake up every day with a smile on my face. And everybody's going to go, no, you don't. But I do. You do. I wake up. I listen to the birds when I go to the bathroom in the morning. Like, it's the first thing that wakes me up is like, wow, it's another day. Let's get at it. You know, there's days where you're downed and you, you have the anxiety. Like, through this weekend, we were um, – Clint and I are talking. She's got um, a job over the Key Bridge, and she has to pay tolls all the time. Well, the easy pass everybody's having an issue with, and it's not recognizing her transponder. So she's got, what, $1,300 in tolls that we've had to pay over this weekend because she's like, the transponder's not working. It's not linked up to my car for some reason, so she has to go into easy pass this afternoon, get all that figured out, take my easy pass transponder, so that we get new transponders and have everything linked up correctly. Mm-hmm. You know, because I even had some stuff on my truck, and that was from last year, and I just haven't seen the new updates for it. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we paid everything off. We got it taken care of. It's one less thing to worry about, but before we paid them off, we had all the anxiety. Now <laughs> that it's gone and done, yeah, it sucks. You know, money's not there, but I'd rather have it paid off and not worry about it than – going to the next day going, oh, crap, I have to worry about this still. And the reality of that was, <clears throat> excuse me, the reality of it is that wasn't your money. Yeah. You're, you're, and a lot of people do this. They look and they go, oh, look at all the money I have in the bank. But in reality, you have this credit card, you have this easy pass, mm-hmm. you have this medical bill. That wasn't your money. You've already spent it. So understanding your finances fully is going to be key. And we can, oh, my gosh, the whole finances thing. So, the world is brainwashing people into thinking, you got to save, you got to save, you got to save. And the fact of the matter is, if you would have buried a $100 bill 100 years ago, today, would it be worth more or less? It's about the same. No, well, it's less because way of less. It's way less. Because yeah. like $100 100 years ago could have bought like a whole car. Yeah, the face value is the same. It's the the action value, what you would say, like what you would use the money for. Correct, less. correct. And that's, and that's what, you know, money goes the savings accounts to die. Yeah. And, and... 
if money's not moving, things aren't moving. And that's that's a whole other conversation. Jeez, I, I don't even want to open a can of worms yet. But anyway, we'll get into that. If you guys want to hear more about finances, I'm not saying we're our gurus, but, we, you know, I've I've experienced a lot and I've made a lot of mistakes. We've gone through the recession and the whole nine of like, okay, well, there is absolutely no money out there and nobody wants to spend the money. Okay, well, now people have money. They want to spend it. You know, how do you leverage it? Sure. Well, I've been through – so, okay, go back to credentials. I'm going to scream credentials to the to the end of time. I've been through four recessions, and I've been through two major inflation periods in my lifetime. So I have a – like, I knew when COVID hit, I knew exactly what to do. Yeah. I literally – I was like, stock market's going to crash, and then people are going to be home, and they're going to start spending money on their homes. And I literally invested a ton of money into, into Robinhood, onto certain stocks, and they all – right through the moon. And I made a – I made six figures on, like, two or three stocks alone already. In the market right now is total crap. Yeah. So just goes to show you, just experience is all it is. Exactly. Yep. So is that is that episode number one? I'll take it as episode number one. Okay. We're going to try to keep these things to about an hour, guys, so we don't just, you know, overrun you with too much information. Um, guys, it's been an absolute pleasure. And uh, if you want to learn more about it, just follow us and make sure you leave us a few comments and let us know what you thought. And uh, we will catch you on the next one. Awesome. Take care, guys.